welcome to the podcast. The intention is to help guide people back to their true self and relationships, relationships, where do we start? I have so much to ask you on this. But first, I would love to know, like, how did you, how did you come about this for a career, like to be a relationship coach, right? Yes. Well, that's actually an interesting question because I was in the corporate world for a few years and my goal was to become you know, the CEO of a company, I wanted to go, you know, up the corporate ladder, I thought that was my path, I was very, very focused on that. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember last year, I was at a very, you know, stable job, I loved my job. But I just saw people around me in their relationships, struggling with different things. And I've been in a relationship now this year for 13 years. And we've gone through Yeah, thanks. So we've gone through ups and downs. And I've been lucky to have been introduced uh, to, you know, a very popular tool called the five love languages and then starting my journey there a lot, like a long time ago. And like me and my partner were always, you know, working on our relationship, but we would see these couples around us, friends, family, having major struggles and not knowing what to do. And I always thought that I can help them. I can, you know, give them advice, give them tips, et cetera. So I would always, you know, help people out. Um, casually. And last year I said, I think this is the time that I should do this. My, my job is going good, but I was even getting promoted. I was going to relocate to another country. So everything was going well, but I right. could just feel inside of me that something had to change in my life. I wanted to be able to help more people in relationships, help people actually, you know, go to the next level in their relationships and also have the tools because the tools exist, but we don't get taught these things in school or at home, and then we kind of struggle in, in relationships themselves. So that's where I thought, you know what, I know it's COVID, but let me quit my job and let me go full-time into relationship coaching. And I've been doing this since, you know, last year, actually September, October. So it's been quite a journey. So it's about, you know, seeing others struggle and saying, wow, I have the tools. I should be helping. I should not just keep that information for myself. I want this to be out there. So that's how I started to, to think about it and then say, look, I, it's either I go full on into my career um, where I was, or I decide to go another path. I can't do both. I was doing both for a long time, but yeah. I was wanting to focus more on this one. So yeah. Oh, good for you. I have to ask, were you, did you come from a place in a relationship where you did feel really stuck and things weren't going right and then you figured things out or you're just like naturally good at this? That's a very good question. Uh, there was a lot of periods where we got stuck and that was actually what got me saying, you know, I've learned the things kind of sometimes the hard way. We've made a lot of mistakes as well. Yeah. Um, and from those mistakes now, I want, you know, to help people avoid those and save a lot of time, frustration, arguments, because I remember being so stuck sometimes and being like, I don't like to be unhappy. I don't like to feel stuck. I don't like to be in an argument. I don't like to be, you know, in this kind of situation where you don't know what the next step is. How should we communicate about, you know, a yeah. specific topic that always seems to come back? Uh -huh. And I was like, you know, trying to figure out what the tools were at the time. And that's how I came to this journey. So mm -hmm. it was it was a journey. It was definitely not something natural, especially when you come from, you know, uh, you have family situations which are different than yours. We've done things very differently than so many other people around us. So it was definitely something that we had to learn step by step and try yeah. to create a relationship that was good for us. But um, I can talk about this later, but there are a lot of myths around relationships that we had to also break for ourselves 
and say, what do we want, right? Instead of what, what do people want for us, what the society say about relationships, it was what do we want for our relationship? And that was the hard part, but now it's the most rewarding part because we've been co-creating something that works for us. So it was a journey, definitely. <laughs> Would have been nice if it was easy, but it didn't, yeah, it didn't right. work that way. <laughs> yeah, I want that. <laughs> I think, well, this is probably part of the myths, right? We see so much yes. in the movies where it's like this dream relationship yes. and we all really want to fall in love like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, are the, what are the common myths that you've come across? Common myths go from you know, the happy ever after, like the feelings should be there all the time, the good feelings, the, the you know, the spark. Um, but then there's also this other part where I've heard so many people say, oh my God, but you'll see, I just got married this year and it's, you know, marriage, you're going to see how marriage just gets, you know, boring after time. Oh my God, just wait for the first month of being married or things just get more, more complicated with time. Uh, all of, there's also that spectrum of, you know, things just get worse and worse and worse. Whereas I think, me seeing that, that people were actually saying that, I had this strong kind of drive and motivation to say, no, I don't want that. I don't want to be unhappy with the person I'm, that I'm going to spend my life with, right? Yeah. I actually want to be happy. So how do I do that? And I kind of, let's say backward engineered and it's like, okay, communication first. How do we talk about this? How do we overcome our differences? We are so different, but how do we still make it work? Yeah. Because it, it is possible, but if I would have, you know, um, listened to that, my relationship would be super stagnant and, and let's say flat. So I would say there's this big myth of things should stay alive. Yes, they, 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 they can, they, they definitely can. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of work that goes into that. And then the other part of relationships just get worse with time. Those are our big ones that I've heard. Yeah. What does a relationship mean to you? That's a good question. So a relationship for me means to let's say imperfect or different people coming together and co-creating something together. It's not about you have to be the right person for each other. You have to be perfect to enter a relationship because you aren't, we're both human, but it's to say when we're facing a problem, what do we do about this? And that's, you know, something that we always ask each other with my partner. It's when we get stuck, it's like, okay, but what do we want to do about this? It's not about, you're bad, you're bad, you're wrong, you're right. It's not about, you know, that kind of tension there. It's what do we want to do about the situation? So for me, a relationship is overcoming challenges, having good times together, Mm -hmm. having those moments that connect you, but saying, you know, despite our differences, what do we want? And a relationship is about that co-creation. What do we want to create? Mm -hmm. And I, I always hear about, we talked about myths, right? About, um, I get a lot of messages on Instagram saying, what is the best way to do this, you know, or what should we do? Or is it normal that my partner does this? Or, and I always say a relationship is so unique. Everyone will be very different. And it's all about what you decide to do in this specific situation, yeah. you know, where, you know, what, what brings you together. There's so much that goes into that. That's why it's about co-creation because every relationship is unique. So that that's that's yeah what for me relationships is in a nutshell let's say yeah I love that I love that I'm like wondering is there such thing as the one like what your perception is of this or you know like how like how do you choose your partner that's a good question yeah so let's say that 
I don't believe, or not yet at least, um, from experience at least, that there's just one person out there, that there's just, you know, one. There's so many people, but it's what you want also in the relationship, right? So yeah. there are things that you, that might be like non-negotiables in a relationship. Maybe there are things that you absolutely want this person to have or some values that you want to share. That I understand. There are, you know, certain things that, you know, you might choose one person rather than another. But then there's this also other space where you can grow together and you're going to make mistakes in a relationship anyway. So do you want to, like, do you see yourself with this person in terms of, again, values? Um, can you accept the differences sometimes because there will be differences? Do you feel like this in the long term can work? Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's the right person is always difficult to say. And that's why I say I don't believe it because there are so many people out there, right? There are so many humans on this planet yeah. that you know it would be amazing to just say this is the person and that's it but we all come with a baggage we all come with different experiences we all come with so much to the relationship already so it's how you grow together from there on yeah. um, and maybe to that point um, a lot of people always ask us my partner and I how, how are you still happy together after almost 13 years like there must be something wrong like maybe behind the scenes, it's not going well, or whatever that looks like. There's so many assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. And I always say we actually, I don't know yet how to use the word, but it's kind of like we've grown together, we've educated almost like each other on what we each like, right. can we adapt in an area? Can we express our needs? Can we communicate about what's not going well? And then always adapt and adapt, adjust where, where, where you need to adjust, mm -hmm. because it won't be perfect. So that's where now I feel like he's the one that I want to, of course, spend my, my life with. Yeah. But when I met him, I was like, he's not my type. He's very different. He's, he's older. He's like, it was like, no, 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 no. But then we actually had really great conversations where I was like, hmm, this guy's really interesting. And then we started to talk there and, and build a really strong friendship. But I would have never thought that he would be the one. So it's about how you do those step-by-step -step, oh um, moments and grow together. So it's definitely how you adjust things along the way too yeah it's really interesting to hear I feel like I've thought that there, there is just like the one but hearing your perspective it kind of um makes me feel like when you say there's the one it kind of takes mm -hmm. the responsibility outside of you to like put work into the relationship yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, okay, I can meet someone and I can like work on this to make it, like you said, the one. Yeah. So I exactly, like exactly. And also it takes a lot of pressure off of the one and yourself too, right? I just, I, I haven't dated again for like 13 years, but I can just, you know, imagine myself if I would not be with my partner anymore of having that expectation of, of the one. Mm -hmm. um, in your situation, if I put myself in your shoes for just a minute and saying, you know, it, it can also bring a lot of pressure or stress of saying, is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the one? Whereas no one again is, is perfect. You might again have your little list of non-negotiables, things that you, you are looking for that you would love, but yeah. then it's how is the person and how can you grow together? That's my perspective. And that's my experience as well, because mm. that's how you grow over sense. time yeah it does make sense I feel it's a more whole approach for, mm -hmm. for me just it's just a feeling but I wonder what other people feel because mm -hmm. I'm so different mm -hmm. how um 
do you like healthily express your needs in a relationship that's a good yeah that's a good one too you know you everyone will have different needs mm. but whenever you are like in an argument or something triggers you and you're feeling like hmm, my needs are not met or maybe even have an example that we can actually work on I'm just thinking about that do you have a you know <gasps> yeah if you don't I'll just yeah. give a general but I'm just thinking it could be nice too oh my god I totally do <laughs> just so, one I'm I'm thinking this guy is never gonna listen to this so <laughs> just hoping <laughs> but I was dating a guy who just honestly was like not meeting my needs like in the sense that I just required more attention I required I required someone to be interested in my life and like ask about my day. I think that's important mm -hmm. for the person I'm dating to take an interest in that. Yeah. And I really struggled having confidence in expressing what I wanted. Like I felt mm -hmm. most unworthy. I don't know mm -hmm. if you come across that a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I didn't really know how to express myself without sounding needy or yeah. you know yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense and I've heard a lot of of that exact situation from my clients as well it's mm. how to even express it you do have needs but then how do you communicate it in a way that is also received by the other right because you can try different ways but if the other one I've had situations with clients where they've expressed it but then their partner has said oh I'm then I'm not a good boyfriend or I'm not enough or and then they take it on themselves because they think it's criticism, right? So there's also that part to be aware of. So let's just, you know, in, take your example as, as you know, to, to work with. So if you would, for example, if I'm hearing you correctly, would be expressing that need for some attention of how was your day, um, having those conversations. Is that what you, like having those quality conversations, is that what you'd be looking for? Okay. 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 So you just mentioned something, I don't want to be too needy, right? Mm. And that would be something that, of course, it does require a little bit of vulnerability in a conversation of, of even expressing that, which I understand. Mm -hmm. um, but something that usually works well in a conversation is, first of all, you know, asking if it's a good time. I always say this, like, ask if it's a good time to talk, not like, let's have a talk, because that looks like very demanding and sometimes we do that like we need to talk we always see those uh, those memes or those um things on, on the internet where it says you know when your girlfriend needs to talk it means like it's a really bad sign right you get all sweaty yeah. and stuff so um it's always about inviting your partner to the conversation is it a good time and also being okay if it's no not now right because it is a request it's not something that you demand that's the first step like i, I want to share something with you do you just have a minute if it's no, when would it be a good time, right? But then the second step, and that's where you just said, you know, maybe I'm too needy. It's even stating that that exact thing of saying, what is your intention behind? Look, my intention is for us to have a good time or whatever that looks like for you, right? To be able to have quality conversations, for me to, you know, be able to talk about anything with you, um, but I don't want to feel too needy. So you know, this, this is what I would love. And then stating what you would love. Yeah. If the other person knows why you want to have the conversation, you know, why it's important to you, it's yeah. much easily received than if it's, 
I want you to stick through a conversation with me because I need to talk, right? It's more, I want this to, to be a nice moment for us, mm-hmm. a quality conversation. And for me, it's really important because, you know, then there are love languages. Um, I work with different needs as well um, to help people also pinpoint that and work through the needs. But even to say, for me, quality conversations is so important. So would you, you know, sometimes, you know, I'd love for, for you to sometimes ask me questions. I'd love for us to, you know, have, have some time here and there. And also being very specific about what you, what you would love. Again, I know it's not always easy, but I'm just saying, you know, sometimes we just hope our partners or yeah. dates, or et cetera, to, to read our minds or to know it, right? It should be normal, but that's another myth, right? It's, it's not, there's no normal because there's no textbook on how relationships should be. This not black and white. So yeah. once you've done that request, you've told the person why you want to have the conversation and again, it's also being very, can also be very honest about saying, I don't want to be too needy, right? I've, I, I do that to my partner too. I sometimes say, you know, uh, even sometimes I say, I'm going to say something, but, you know, this is because I really want us to have a really nice conversation and for us to overcome something that is really important to me. And just that puts them in another state. And if I say, we need to talk, I need this, I need that, I need that. And he will be like, I don't even have a say in this. So including the person in the conversation and helping them understand your world as well, and then being super specific on what you're expecting. And specific doesn't mean bad. I always hear, I once, actually, I once posted a, a TikTok, because yes, I've started TikTok just to try it out. And, um, and I posted this video saying, be super specific with your partner on what you actually need. Don't wait for them to read your mind, just like you said, you know, I would love him to, for him to ask questions. I would love to have this conversation with him, et cetera. Mm -hmm. say that like it's not bad if you have to say it and someone commented and said oh but that means that I'm treating my partner like a baby like oh now he's a baby I have to treat him um, just like a kid I have to be super specific and and tell him what to do and I said but if you don't he'll never know or she will never know so it's always that question of being clear stating what you need and not expecting the other one to read your mind so I'd say three steps making that request uh-huh. not making it like it's a punishment right and uh-huh. giving the other person that opportunity to say yes or no uh-huh. then stating your intention why you want to have the conversation and three being very specific about what you would love and giving examples look I would love this I would love that I would start with those three but again I know it's not always easy it's some it's a, it's a muscle to practice yeah but once you get into it the other person receives it much better I would have tons of other stuff I could I could tell you but I would start with that so I don't know if that already resonates with you if that starts to you know yeah it definitely resonates I'm I'm almost feeling like there's a step back now like how do you how do you release that ego and that control and really trust that they're gonna meet your needs when like you know when you're asking them to do xyz so for example, you mean the ego of, of even asking or the even ego of them meeting it in, in this example, what would that look like? So I feel like it would be trust. Wait, let me just figure out what it is. Sure, <laughs> sure. go for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I feel like for me, and I'm sure if it's for me, there's so many other people that feel mm-hmm. the same, which is why I do this podcast. Yeah. So... I feel like there's this sense of 
I have to almost control how things are going to go in the relationship. Otherwise, they're probably not going to meet my needs, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. It's like, yeah. How, how does someone let go of the control, mm-hmm. allow things mm-hmm. to like really naturally progress, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. So there are many directions we could take this in, but one very practical thing to help you not just release the control, but also say, how can you know that it's also growing and progressing, as you just said, with time, right? Because you can also say, let me just not control things, but then nothing works or nothing grows. That's kind of what I see people struggle with, that extreme of, I want to, things to work, I want to control, you know, how my needs are met, etc. But then it, if they let go of that control, it feels like it's going to just, there's nothing, you know, uh, nothing, yeah. exactly. So what I've learned and what I also teach my clients is having regular Mm check-ins to see where you're at. And this kind of goes into shifting the mind to going into trial error mode. Um, If you have a business, it's basically the same. You also will try things out. It won't work. You'll reiterate, you'll adjust, right? Um, Just like you're doing with this podcast, you know, you're trying things out, you're you're, you're doing things even better and better with time. I'm sure, you know, you're adjusting when things don't work and mm-hmm. it's exactly the same with your relationship. And that's what has, what, what really sets a couple apart that is in a healthy relationship is to say, you know, you don't need a thousand rules for the relationship. Just pick, pick one or two, three to start with and say, let's work on that for the next month. I would love to have these quality conversations. Would you mind asking me sometimes some questions, not interrupting me? Mm-hmm. Um, anything you need in that moment and say let's just try for a week two weeks a month three months whatever you you want and then let's have a nice dinner in the next month and just see how things are going what we want to adjust Um, and that regular check-in helps you set first of all healthy expectations but then at the other end is also having that regular check-in is saying let's just see what we can adjust let's just see what we can adapt and it doesn't feel like oh my god it's like a mountain that we now have to climb and it's impossible or whatever it's just like teeny tiny steps along the way let's adjust here let's adjust there oh uh-huh. you didn't like that let's do like that and that has served myself again and my clients so much because they're able to make adjustments even if it's every single day that's fine but it's mm-hmm. growing and you're seeing the progression it's not like you're arriving at one month and it's just yeah. nothing has been done you're setting very clear expectations again and making them realistic. You know, you're starting small and then seeing, oh, wow, we've achieved that, but here's what we can do a bit better and going doing that a bit over time. So I'd say to, to kind of help you release that control is to say, when can we check in with each other? When can we have another conversation about this? Can we try this out and yeah. see what your partner says as well? Because your partner might also have another suggestion and being open to that as well. Yeah. So that's... One, one, one way we could definitely take it. I don't know if that already answers a bit of your question there. Yeah, it's definitely opening my mind for sure. I yeah. think I've had a very immature mindset around relationships. So yeah. I feel like this is a really mature way to go. And it does feel like a business <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's those check-ins and like adjusting, like you said. And it, it sounds like it literally cannot function well without communication. Yeah, because every, you, you, you know, you'll face challenges um, all like all the time. There will always be something, maybe it's even external challenge. I mean, my partner and I have been in, in a long distance relationship for 
more than four years now then we we just moved in together last year we got married we were in lockdown now we have quarantine awaiting in, in two days for 14 days um again this this is all external but i'm just saying that also puts pressure on, on the relationship um there could be family stuff going on we have different personalities etc so it's always about how do we manage those little moments every single day so that it doesn't end up in resentment and yeah. that's a big one because resentment is really something that can can keep you stuck in the long run so those regular check-ins help you get rid of that potential resentment and frustration over time and your partner says oh now i know what to do now i know what we can adjust and you do that together and it feels more like you're a team rather mm -hmm. than saying i'm expecting some but again we there's so many myths again around relationships i would just yeah. wish that i had like a relationship manual uh beforehand <laughs> to avoid so many of the mistakes i did as well but mm -hmm. i definitely understand and you're not alone definitely you're not alone in that yeah it's it's such a common thing for sure like i know yeah. so many people that are struggling in their relationship and yeah. like have been and they just i think they just accept it as part of life yeah exactly exactly i don't want that i really don't want that it's exactly that and again as you said you can compare it to to building your business and you can decide i i just was just actually listening to listening to a podcast this morning where she talks about how to create a business but still have fun and have time for yourself but you can also say no i want to be a hustler i want to you know go down that route and it's exactly the same you choose how you want your relationship to be yeah. um, and there are tools out there and i think that's that's the most that's why i started toolbox for love it's it's to say there there i'm creating that toolbox for you guys because i i've learned it sometimes the hard way and i've learned it through through other things as well and now it's here like i'm aligning it all for you so you don't have to look for it too long right because again we don't learn about these things we don't learn about them and we get stuck and we don't we get confused and it's just like as you said at some point we just accept that it's like that and and that's where i always said no i'm not going to accept that it's like that and that yeah. that's where the, the work came in and that's where it started to spark my interest to go down this route it's amazing. Yeah. I could pick your brains all day. I have so many questions to ask you. We should do another podcast then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to ask you, um, yeah. so from your experience and from your experience with your clients, what are like the golden, I don't know if rules is the right word, but maybe rules is the right word to like having a really successful relationship that's a that's a that's a big question well wow, i have a it lot of big questions. that is a good one very good one so i definitely go with you, you just mentioned communication yes mm -hmm. um having that openness to say okay let's grow together if there's a challenge what do we do about it let's you know it's not about who's right who's wrong it's a mistake it's the end of the world what can we how what can we learn from this kind of little mini failure or from this argument or from this challenge, what can we learn from it? But then on the other side, um, a lot of my clients come to me and say, how do I keep the spark alive? Things are stagnant. Mm -hmm. I just want things like, what activities can I do? What can I do here? What can I, but it's something that I would always tell them. It's, it's almost like you have to backward engineer things. Okay. If you can't keep the spark alive, is there maybe an emotional connection that is not there, that is not opening the physical, for example, connection? Mm -hmm. Or is it communication that is stuck and therefore you don't trust your partner enough? Mm 
-hmm. or have there been episodes of, of things in the past that have you know created a lot of resentment and frustration and that's why you can't keep the spark alive right. so like the end goal is let's I want a happy healthy relationship but if you if you're not feeling there if you're still feeling stuck what is it that is keeping you stuck and working on the relationship every single day just like a garden is what will get you to keeping the spark alive it's a daily effort yeah. it just you know daily little things just compound over time it's just crazy how every day is so important it's not just you know the date night here and there that counts yeah. you know or the anniversary that you celebrate it's you know little comments um you know just you look you look really great today you look wonderful thanks for this mm -hmm. um and this is a very long response i'm just rambling here but it's about you know those <laughs> those, those daily efforts and something that i that definitely, you know, is sets, you know, a healthy relationship apart from just, you know, a relationship where you're in a relationship is understanding each other's needs, but also how you each feel loved. Mm -hmm. And that also comes with a myth that I've heard a lot is love your partner, how you want to be loved or treat your partner, how you want to be treated. Uh -huh. You hear that a lot, but yes and no kind of, yes, of course, it's a very nice philosophy, but at the other end, you want to first know how your partner receives love the best because mm. you could be putting so much energy in the wrong place. And that's a number one mistake or thing that I see people get stuck in. So they try hard, they try hard, they try hard. And they always say, I do everything. I give everything. Mm -hmm. But there's always, you know, your energy, you can put it in different areas in the area that your partner receives it the best. So uh -huh. learn what your partner loves. Learn how your partner receives love. And communicate how you also want to receive love and be loved. And then you'll be able to see what are your preferences? How do we adjust again with your check-ins um, and grow again through every challenge? Because there will always be a challenge. There will always be ups and downs. And, and, and the relationship will not be perfect. But if you know how you each love and feel loved, uh -huh. plus you do the daily adjustments and efforts, then you're off to a, to a great, you know, growth in the relationship that's yeah again in a nutshell something that I've helped my clients with and have learned myself and see myself yeah so. it's really helpful do you think there's like a certain level of maturity that a partner needs to be able to like meet you on this level and have these conversations um I'd say yes would be great if they're already at that level let's say if yeah. they're able to receive but they're you know I've also seen couples where one wasn't open yet and it's like how to even approach a conversation. But again, we don't learn these skills. That's what I teach my clients is even how to have a conversation where one maybe doesn't, isn't at that level, for example, of, as you said, of maturity or takes things the wrong way all the time, doesn't feel good enough when you say something. So even that's through skills that you can practice, definitely skills. So there are kind of two things. Of course, it would be nice to have them if they're mature enough great but if they aren't help them through how you even approach situations how you react to situations because how you react has a ripple effect on the rest and mm -hmm. I remember learning the tools all by myself I was like I'm going to learn the things I'm just interested in making my relationship better and through setting the example and through talk like walking the talk yeah you know my my, my partner was like oh you know if she's doing the work let me also try it here or let me even 
be open to this. And, and then I was like teaching him a few things. And then we started the journey of wow. saying, okay, we want our relationship to be this and this way. We want to grow. We want it to stay exciting. But it had to start with me. It didn't start with me saying, you know, you have to learn all these tools and skills. It's like, let me practice them first. Let me kind of learn about them and then say, look, this is really interesting. And then start from there. So um, something that I always say is we don't learn these things. So mm -hmm. when I see a couple struggling, I don't go, he's wrong and she's right. It's he just doesn't know or she just doesn't know how to have the conversation. Right. They, or they don't know how to have the conversation, although they still love each other. And that's what I work with couples to do, like couples and individuals. I actually have more individuals right now um, because they have a lot of power in the relationship. What you decide to do in a conversation, in an argument, mm -hmm. in a challenging moment determines the rest. So you can approach a conversation very differently depending on the skills that you're acquiring. So, yeah, that's so interesting. Okay, I'm wondering like, what's your partner's perspective if, if you're happy to share yeah of course on, like the evolution of how your relationship has gone over the years and like also how how he now shows up I would have to ask him no. <laughs> <laughs> no no but I've I've definitely seen a shift of like we are very different and we've had to learn how to overcome differences and now, and you know, a few things weren't natural, like having open conversations about difficult topics and even topics of, you know, we were attracted to other people at some point, like literally we had, we were like, hmm, we are attracted to other people. We didn't cheat, but it was always like, you know, there are things that come up, external pressure, et cetera, et cetera. So it almost feels like now we symbolize our, our relationship as, a, as an anchor because we've made this foundation so strong that whatever kind of just moves around us yeah. won't won't change things because we've decided to how like however hard it got we were like let's try this like let's adjust things here let's adjust things there and that's how we've been able to grow and grow and grow and now it just feels like nothing will hopefully of course nothing will will separate this kind of strong bond that we've created but it's almost like a friendship that we've had to create over the years it didn't just come like this right right so it's exactly exactly like we were again we're very two very different people different mm -hmm. upbringings different experiences as as kids yeah. everything like very very different even different interests different hobbies different habits like yeah everything is so different but it's like how do we make this work because because we still have a few things in common values etc yeah. that still connect us and if there are that don't like how do we want to work this out what do we want for our relationship? And that's where the co-creation part comes in. Right. So what do we want? And I've definitely seen, you know, a shift of how do we become more of a team together rather than we're different and we're just two individuals that are in a relationship. But it's like, we're a team, but we have our own interests yeah. and stuff. So, so, so being so different yeah. and like having like majority of the things different, like what is yeah. it? that truly unites you so I'd say definitely a few values values of for example even just you know we were together in a long distance relationship because we wanted to have our we wanted to pursue our individual careers just as an example so mm -hmm. just having that shared like value or, or or goal 
of saying, let's do our own thing. And then we're going to come together and we will not regret our decisions. Just for example, that was such a, exactly, was such a big thing that, you know, um, made a big difference of, of why it worked out for us. But then um, a few activities that we've had to have, you know, together, whether long distance or not, mm -hmm. is, you know, first of all, saying, what is our love language? What are our needs? And then saying, what do we want to do about that? So my love language is physical touch. So definitely like long distance, you know, we've had to go to my secondary love language which was quality time and that's his first one. So let's have, you know, regular conversations, how, how often, you know, aligning on those expectations. But now that we have been now living together for a year, mm -hmm. it's about having common activities. It's cooking together, going for grocery shopping, going for walks, kind of having like our, our little routine and rituals. Mm -hmm. um, everyone now on Instagram knows that we have our daily coffee, um, coffee chats and coffee time, because that's where we connect, because we both do, um, we both work for, from home during COVID. So, you know, those moments that connect us, those moments where we can have conversations mm -hmm. is one thing. Um, but then the other is also, even when, if we're different, it's showing interest in what your partner is saying. He might be talking about something that I have no idea what it is about. I have no interest in, yeah. but just seeing him light up and him wanting to share that with me mm -hmm. and me being open, that connects us instantly. Like wow. no matter what, what we're talking about, if you, if I would just be like, oh, I don't care. Just don't talk about that because that's not my area. Mm -hmm. It would disconnect us. And that would be a rupture mm -hmm. and a rupture created all the time creates a big gap yeah. that then creates the resentment, creates that distance between you. Uh -huh. And that's what, for example, I've learned over the years. Again, very different, but how can you still have a conversation and listen, listen actively, even if you don't necessarily understand or don't want to do the same thing, right? That's been a huge one. Yeah. I feel like you've really burst my bubble in a really good way because I was thinking yeah. like this whole fantasy relationship that I wanted. And like mm -hmm. you're showing me a really real relationship where you have real differences and you have things that you need to go through and you know you even admitted to being attracted to different people whilst you were together yeah. and that's huge like yeah. that takes a lot of honesty and a lot of mm -hmm. integrity for yeah. sure like how how did that even come about when you when you admitted to each other that you were both like attracted to other people, was there some kind of like insecurity or did you just really trust in the relationship? So we've had actually different moments where when we were attracted to other people. So it wasn't just one time, it was actually a few times. Um, I definitely feel like it was in the first five years where we were still getting to know how to navigate a relationship again we didn't have the tools so it was like a lot of let's just try we'll make mistakes etc um so we didn't yet have those strong foundations that were built definitely that i feel was was a huge one so we're and we were still quite young if i like just to put things in context too i met him very very young mm. um i mean very young like i was i was 15 14 15 when we when we started dating he wow. was almost 18 but Wow. Like, so so still young and I guess that maybe also contributes to it but still I see that in relationships too where two people come together and it's like ups and like big ups and big big downs at the beginning mm -hmm. um because again you, you haven't created those foundations so during the first five years it did feel like 
oh, you know, I have a colleague. Oh, he's he's super nice. And, you know, he's very kind to me. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a period in our relationship where we would we were taking each other for granted. We were not making the daily efforts when I would bring something up or here would bring something up that we had to work on. We mm -hmm. weren't listening actively. It was like, oh, you know, let's like, let's not, we don't have to, you know, deal with it because it's too too big of a topic or whatever that looks like right we were really taking each other for granted and that's where you we actually started like getting kind of if someone was nice to it, it was like oh you know that, that uh, is al so, um, almost like something is missing in our relationship so that's why you have that sensibility at least for us again mm. um to be attracted to someone i remember those moments were were the ones where i started to feel attracted and after five years we actually said what do we want to do Uh -huh. What do we want to do with our relationship? Like, should we say, okay, let's go and, and try something else and let's just break up here? Mm -hmm. um, or is now the moment where we say, let's commit to each other? And that was a big moment. I still remember being in that bar restaurant and having a drink and saying, okay, what do we do? Like, literally, now is that was the decision, right? Because we were like, it's been happening a few times. Mm -hmm. um, what efforts can we start doing? What do we each need, et cetera? And then since then, We've never been attracted to anyone else, but during those five years, it was kind of like big ups and big downs. Even after two years, we almost broke up. I remember calling him on the phone and saying, look, this is, this is the end, right? Mm -hmm. and, and there were those moments. It happened once and never happened again, but it was all about you know, being very clear with each other. And we made mistakes of, again, taking each other for granted, not making the efforts. So I think for us, it was because maybe something was missing and we weren't meeting each other's needs 100% because we didn't have those tools at the time. Um, and with time, we're like, okay, how can we work around our differences and overcome those differences? So that would be definitely, those five years were definitely the, the challenging kind of five years first to get to know each other and get to know what each need. Yeah. So, so was it like the, um the decision to commit to each other fully which kind of like banished all the other shit <laughs> um well that's a, I'd say two things the first one was after those two years and to say okay now let's make the daily efforts that was like the first kind of commitment part that I still remember it was like after those two years it was like oh if we don't make the daily efforts then our relationship will just go downward and we don't want that like we want to be happy together we don't want to just be together like we want to really be happy and healthy together so that that was after two years and after the five years yes so that would be kind of that commitment to say do we actually want this together do we want a future together and that decision was where we made that conscious choice because it is a conscious choice like love is not just you know a feeling or, or an emotion that you have And you wake up one day and say, it's not there anymore. Let's just break up. It's to say, mm, what can we do every single day to make it work? So mm. that fifth year was like, okay, we've made some mistakes. We've done this and that. Now, what do we want? Do we want to continue together? Or is this kind of yeah. what, like what, what, what happens here, right? And I think that conscious choice of saying, no, we choose each other. Let's continue to make this work. We really love each other, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That conscious choice that we made together was really important too. Wow. <gasps> Learning so much from you and all your lessons. Thank you for going through all your lessons that we could yeah, for like, sure. <laughs> just skip a few shortcuts. Well, um, is there anything that 
you feel that you want to share before we close up? Yeah, I, I mean, if I could leave you and, and you know, your listeners, of course, with, with a message is, you know, relationships are about co-creation. So you might not, you know, right away find the, the one, but become the one, become a person that someone also wants to be with. And when you're with a partner and when you're with someone you're dating or you're in a committed relationship, see how you can grow together with your regular check-ins. I have a you know, I have a free guide on my Instagram if you, you want a free communication guide. Or, you know, there are tools out there. There are love languages. You can learn about your needs. But always be in that growth mode. Again, trial error kind of mode where you can say, okay, let's, how do we grow together? Because no relationship is perfect. And again, we don't learn about these things. I could say this over and over and over again. There's no relationship manual that tells you everything you know, you need to do. If this happens, you need to do this. If that happens, you need to do that. So take it, you know, slow, take it um, with a kind of some lightness as well. Like if you make a mistake, apologize, that's okay. Um, and, and see how you can grow together because it is possible to be happy in your relationship. But again, there are so many myths and so many things mm -hmm. that people will tell you and they've told me as well. Yeah. But determine what you want because it is a hundred percent possible I just want to say that it's a hundred percent possible to be happy mm, and, uh, that's awesome yeah yeah well you've done it and you're leading the way and you're helping people do it so where can people find you on social media yeah so I'm, I'm definitely mostly active on Instagram mm -hmm. um, at uh, toolbox for love so toolbox for love is there TikTok as well um, started very recently um, but definitely Instagram would be the, the place where I'm mostly active and you'll see me showing a bit of the behind the scenes, sharing tips, sharing guides, sharing resources, and a few things are coming up. So yeah, definitely Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I have thank loved you. That. Really, it's been transformational. 